0: Welcome, everyone, to episode number 20 of the battered herons. We had a a rough go on Sunday to the end of the regular season, but we're still marching on to the playoffs. It's a little confusing what's going on today. We we thought we were playing in one state. Now we're playing in another state, but the opponent stays the same. How are you doing, Chris?
1: Well, I I mean, good so far. I mean, we're just trying to get some of the information down. I mean, a lot is happening, and that's typically what happens in, in sports, especially right now in the MLS with what's going on with uh, NYCFC, a lot of changes being made. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's all moving. It's still moving, uh, moving pieces all over the place.
0: So we usually have an intro, and we, we could do this whole spiel, but today we got a special guest. We got uh, Jordan Griffith on with us today. Jordan Griffith, uh, well, I mean, if you don't know who he is, he's part of NYCFC Nation. Uh, he is, You've seen him all over today because he broke the news. That we will be playing our first ever playoff game, official playoff game, over in City Field instead of Red Bull Arena. Thank you very much, Jordan, for joining us.
2: Absolutely, guys. I'm sorry I can't be on camera. I'm a little all over the place this evening, uh, but I definitely wanted to show you guys some love. You guys are the first ones to reach out to me after everything went down, so I just wanted to give you a little bit of my time.
0: No, no. I, I appreciate you giving us that time, and believe me, we we uh, we know a lot of obviously a lot of Inter Miami fans. We're we got the podcast going, and um, a lot of people have questions, so we felt like it was appropriate to have you on today.
1: Yeah, and, and one Appreciate of the questions, and, and one of the things I wanted to get to as far as, like, what's going on, I mean, everything is still moving, uh, and I know that you're getting information little by little, but, I mean, the game is six days away, right? And, and there's fans that are not only in the state of New York buying tickets, but we're talking about fans down here that are still buying tickets, renting hotels, whatever the case is. Uh, you know, for Red Bull Arena. I mean, I just checked maybe 10 minutes ago and it's still showing that it's at Red Bull Arena. So, like, what are the inner workings that that shook this up, that changed the venue?
2: Yeah, well, I, I tweeted this a little bit earlier, but, you know, from day one, first of all, this is not something that's really new um, for New York City soccer fans uh, and NYCFC fans especially. Um, there's been so many over the years and over the decades changes and movement along this thing and you know New York City is based in soccer. There are, you know, literally millions of fans um that may not be MLS fans but are soccer fans. So this has been a really tricky navigation for soccer fans and for the club over, you know, years and years now. Um so, you know, when all this something like this goes down, it, it sounds crazy when it comes from the outside because you guys haven't been a part of this, but it's really not a shock when it comes to New York City fans. And you know, it has been a crazy period here. But as I said, NYCFC has made it clear they want to play games in New York City. That's where they're from. That's where their fans are from. So as much as, and unfortunate it is for, you know, Miami fans, and we feel for you, the NYCFC community, like, not only are M- yeah. the Miami fans doing that, but fans in the entire tri-state area who have to plan to go from one side of that tri-state area to the other now. You know, fans, um, yeah. we, we sympathize with you. But it is crazy that the club has made its decision on, on a short time period but as we said, it is something that's not really out of the norm. NYCFC is really dedicated to making sure that the games take place in the city itself. And when this opportunity came up, the Mets being out of the playoffs, um, it came together very, very quickly. I think it was in everybody's minds, but you don't want to disrespect a team like that. And here we are now, you know, like you said, six days before and the venue changes.
0: Well, I, I guess that's that's one of my questions. I guess you kind of answered it. Um, we have a lot of our supporter groups that already purchased tickets to the game in Red Bull Arena and also they have plans on hotels booked in New Jersey. Was any of that put into consideration? Well, I mean, I don't know how deep your inner workings are into the decision that was made, but was any of that put into consideration? Because I mean, we're less than seven days away. I I thought that maybe they would have had some type of, you know, plan. I don't know. Are we going to have to request refunds and and purchase new tickets at city field? Do you have any idea about those inner workings?
2: Yeah. I I can't speak for the club itself with decision-making, you know, um, okay. as I said, I just know that they're committed to the game in the city itself. Um, you know, they are working those things. So there's, you know, for ticket holders, they released the tweeted earlier, so... Um that shows kind of discusses the process for fans. I'm assuming that they're either going to offer the option of a refund or of that similar seat section in City Field. That's typically how it goes when it comes to games that are moved and other reasons. Like we as part of um you know the Champions League as a MLS champ, you know, they had to move venues a few times this year. And they you usually are great with either giving a refund or then keeping those tickets in another section. I would assume that's what they do here with the public tickets, but I know that's definitely
0: the case for the city fans. I will tell you that Inter-Miami fans were were happy, not only because the game was in Jersey, which technically is it's a home game for you guys, but the travel to New Jersey isn't one that gets well represented by NYCFC fans. You guys average about 8,000 fans there, and also on a Monday, we figured it was going to be, basically, it wasn't going to be a home game for you guys. So we were excited about that fact. But now that it <laughs> moves to City Field, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to have more of a fan presence there. But my real question is, as far as the dimensions go, we hate the home field advantage that you guys have when it comes to the to the more compact field. Are the dimensions exactly the same from Yankee Stadium to City Field? Do you know?
2: Um, so when it comes to the the jersey thing, you're 100 right in terms of attendance. But I'll be honest, you know, in a New York City in a playoff game, fans are coming out regardless. I think it would have been full regardless. It's definitely going to have a major impact now being at City Field, with Subway system. So, yeah, it does kind of definitely change the dynamic. You know, quietly um, in the outfield, uh, I believe it was Chris Campbell this morning um, uh, tweeted that NYCFC actually plays better um, in Red Bull Arena than it has city in City Field in the past in terms of points. Um, so that's an interesting kind of dynamic as well. Um, uh, sorry, the, what was the second part of the question?
0: Or the dimensions the size of the pitch. The, right, the, the, dimensions oh, the dimensions
2: of the pitch. Yeah, it... yeah I, there's an obvious and clear advantage when New York City plays at home, not just being a home stadium, but the dimensions of the field. I know that they are a similar ballpark. I don't remember if they're exactly the same at City Field. Um, and I'll be honest, I mean, City Field is a lot of people, depending on where you're seating, love the sight lines at City Field and actually think it's a better place to watch soccer. Um, I personally just love the experience at Yankee Stadium. But I think, I mean, we've had a playoff game there in the past, I believe against Columbus. Um, you know, no, against Toronto. Fans, to-
1: I'm oh, sorry I'm to Toronto as well. but- yeah, we did at Toronto,
2: yes, yeah, Toronto as well. yeah. Um and you guys it, you have lost only lost at-
0: one game at City Field. I went in a deep dive. I went on a deep yeah. dive today once I found the change. And you guys have only lost once in City Field, and it was that playoff game. You've only had one playoff game there. Only time you guys have lost, you've either won or drawn every time you've gone to City Field. Yeah. So that didn't make Absolutely. me feel like
2: great. It's not too too great of a pool. But yeah, I mean honestly, the you know, New York City fans, like I said, it's playoff time. You know the New York City swag. You know the, the message behind all their sports. They're coming out. It's gonna be a great, fun, exciting game. And like I said, I do feel for Miami fans that do have to, you know, travel in a completely different direction
1: now after for a game like this. So so now the, the other question that I have is is in terms of the switch of the fields and, uh, and the venue uh, is this, I mean, cause I saw one of your tweets also mentioning about how uh, the Red Bull, you know, organization, they don't want NYCFC playing after this year. So was this decision more so made towards, you know, sort of sticking it into the rebels or was it more made for, I guess, a revenue move for the MLS? That's a great question.
2: Um, you know, in my opinion, I think there are a lot of factors, but in my opinion, the thing that matters is New York City does not want to play outside of New York City. You know, it's been a debacle. You know, at this point, we need the stadium. And hopefully, you know, you've seen some of the news out there that that stadium may come by the end of the year. But New York City doesn't want to play in Hartford. They don't want to play in New Jersey. If they can play in New York City, and there's even been um, U.S. Open Cup games uh, at, like, you know, college universities. uh, A university
0: somewhere, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: St. John's, yep, and for and other places. So, like, they'll do anything that they can to make sure that they play within the city bounds because of the subway system and because just that's who they want to be. You know, obviously, it being the name city itself. I mean, there are positives and bonuses. The rentals, there are positive bonuses of the schedule. Um, but I think it just clearly comes down to this: this uh, club and organization are dedicated to the city itself, which is great for fans.
0: No. Well, it's it's odd because uh, I mean it's well documented here on the podcast that before Inter Miami was announced, I, I was an NYCFC supporter, right? And I've been hearing about them wanting to build a new stadium since the inaugural season. So is has there been any real like legitimate traction on that? Because I feel like every year they say the same thing, but I haven't seen any real movement.
2: It's
1: probably going to be in quick. Oh uh, yeah, I
2: mean, I mean, you're, you're <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're you're barking up a, a long, long history when you're talking about New York city and stadium and someone joked that I should write a book about it. Cause you know, it takes way <laughs> too long for me to, to go ahead and discuss it all. But I mean, this has been the messaging from the beginning. I mean, even before, you know, there were little events held in small corners, in small rented studios just to announce badges and uniforms and, you know, David Villa and you know, the, the messaging and the idea has always been the same. I think the organization and CFG, the ownership group, kind of underestimated how far their power and money would go with all the success they've had overseas um, and readjusted. And I'll give them credit. They have continued to go down that same path. They want a city in New York city bounds. They they continue to, you know, throw the the money and the resources at that. And like I said, uh, you know, Soriano uh, the the head of the group now makes an announcement that they hope to have uh, an announcement by the end of the year here. um, You know, this city, you know, as much as New York city has been dedicated to the club, and its support and they were rewarded and the club has been dedicated back with a with the cup and hopefully a stadium. So you know, I think it's coming eventually. Um, but that major problem for this New York City. Uh, I think they'll continue Well,
0: well, I, I know you're you're you 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 do not have a lot of time, so I do want to ask you just two more questions. One actually on the game. Are there any updates on Magno, Gray, and Morales? Are there any updates on whether they'll be available on Monday?
2: Yeah, I don't have any updates on those specifically. Um, the Magno thing, I think, is being you know closely monitored. There might be information out there soon. They usually get this time period. I um, mean, he suffered a pretty significant shoulder injury. Um, that's the one that all city fans are you know leaning on because you know uh, Tati Castellanos left mid year. Magnus uh, Tallis has been the guy that they really believe took uh, over to replace him. So yeah, I mean, yep. that's that's the biggest one. I- I'd be shocked to see those other guys not play. Um, in a playoff game, Maxi uh, Morales has been back off an of injury earlier in this year, um, and this team is, like, kind of dedicated to, like, I think proving themselves after a little bit of a collapse, um, you know, well, mid-year. Well, once left, change. I felt
0: like you guys took – yeah, once Tati left, I felt like you guys took a dip. I, I thought that there was a chance that you guys might actually fall out of a playoff.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not only the combination of you lose Tati Castellanos, but you lose your head coach – and your championship Delia. coach to now be replaced replaced by an assistant coach. That's huge. Um, there were a lot of those moving parts. But as you said, I mean, these last five games have been huge for New York yep. City to kind of build momentum and prove that they belong with that. And like I said, and a major part of that is Maxi Morales returning to the lineup full-time. And that's kind of been the messaging with him. He's an older guy. You know, did either injured the form. or playing. Yeah, he's either injured or playing the – we're not going to play him for the next five games, and then when it's time to lock in. I mean, Maximum Morales and New York City in in general are a completely different team when he's out there. So, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why the the number three seed, whether it's early the season or the late, you know, uh, bounce back here. But it's going to be a great game, and it's going to be a battle there in
0: Queens. Now, you guys – I mean, uh, sticking with the game, Inter-Miami, I mean, this isn't the same team that started the year. The reason we're in the sixth seed – isn't because we're a six seed type team. Over the last fourteen games, we've been one of the best teams in the league. I'm kind of wondering, you as an NYCFC fan, and you talk to other NYCFC fans, how are you guys viewing this game? Is this something that you feel like we should win? Is it something that you're worried? I'm, I'm kind of wondering what's the feeling around NYCFC supporters.
2: Yeah, the I mean, NYCFC has been in this situation before, um, in terms of like being a higher seed and hosting that playoff game with Toronto and playing, yep. you know, games here. Um, I think fans, you know, going into last year were kind of very humbled. Um, And now that's because we have a championship. It doesn't mean um, that we are like, you know, now on a different level. Fans remember what it was like for the years before this. Fans remember, you know, that this team has underperformed in the past. And then to combine that with losing our top goal scorer and a coach midseason and going on a slide, um, I would think if you asked, you know, five weeks ago, how people felt about nycfc they were not very optimistic now they believe but you know miami is a tough team you know we've had battles with you guys in the past and obviously this year um any team that's coming into the playoffs um for the first time has something to prove and is like ready to rock and roll and especially against the the defending champs it's almost like a there's nothing to lose type of game for right we're playing with house money Absolutely. And, you know, us being as a champ, that's always a, tra- a trap game. I just, you know, I think most NYCFC fans have just been pleased with the momentum going into these last few weeks and then knowing, you know, that they're playing at home. That was one of the two biggest things. So I think it'll be a battle. It's going to be a great experience. You know, City Field is definitely something new for this, you know, team overall. Haven't played there um, in a while now. So it's just going to be a fun, exciting game. And I think City fans are really excited to see how it plays out.
0: So you're predicting a win for City?
2: I, as the higher seed, and the team that usually typically wins at home, city all the way, boys and oh, blue. I,
0: I'm not trying to hear that, man. Yeah, that, that, that's that's
2: crazy talk. <laughs> that's how we want to you hear.
0: Gonna,
2: you thought I was going to come <laughs> on your podcast and show Miami love, New York City all the way.
0: I feel you. All right, now uh, uh, one last question for me, and then, Chris, you could you could, you could end it if you want. The last question. How much do you love your little mini banner in Yankee Stadium?
2: Oh, man, you, I know you <laughs> – Everybody loves that one. It's funny because a lot of people brought out the point after, you know, it's like if you look at the Yankees banners, they're actually like similar sizes. It's just a little bit No, those are the flags. Those are the flags. don't compare those. Don't compare those. Hey, you can throw all the shots you want. I was the first one out there making fun of it. It was terrible. So, (laughs) we need something bigger and better and badder. Don't worry, our second second banner will be just as good.
0: Yeah, maybe you'll get that one day.
2: Well,
1: maybe uh, by the end of this year. I, I highly doubt it. (laughs) <laughs> well, look, Jordan. You know, we definitely thank you for your time. You know, it, it was definitely a pleasure talking to you. Um, if, if any of you, if any of the listeners want to, you know, check him out, uh, he's at underscore Jordan Griffith. Uh, exactly how it sounds is exactly how it's written out. Uh, Make sure you that know. you
0: guys get that down correctly so we can tweet at him Monday night after we beat NYCFC. i
1: yes. with all the smoke. Holla, come. Let me know. <laughs>
0: well well, we appreciate your time appreciate you
2: guys and good luck with everything and maybe we'll get back on sometime soon take care
0: oh no for sure after monday after monday i want you back on
1: (laughs) we'll see (laughs) all right have a good one take care guys all right well i mean that was definitely a productive interview we definitely were able to get a lot of information in regards to some of the venue you know the venue changes that's going on it's still floating you know we one thing well, it that like
0: it, I mean, he feels pretty confident that it's just about official.
1: He does. And we've been seeing the Twitter world sort of blow up in terms of whether, really, uh, I guess, you know, standing solid on the ground in, in, in terms of these changes. I, like I said, with me, I'm a little skeptic because looking for tickets, I still see tickets are available for Red Bull Arena. I haven't no, I, seen.
0: I understand your skepticism, but. I mean, I think he's on the money, and it makes sense. NYCFC does. does not want to play one a game outside of the state. Well, no, but yeah, they don't want to play a game outside of the five boroughs, and much less do they want to play a home playoff game in their rivals' arena. I yeah. think that's one of the, the the worst things that happens in professional sports for you to have to play your home playoff yes. games in your in your bitter rivals' arena. It makes absolutely no sense to me. So yeah. I, I, I think that if it isn't official, it's going to be official. I believe that he got the inside scoop, and I I think that I'm more interested how they're going to deal with the supporters for the Inter-Miami, how they're going to deal with their – whether it's a refund or a a same ticket exchange and their hotels. And I'm more interested in what they're going to do with those things.
1: Well, and it's not only that. I mean, now that we know that we're essentially playing the tri-state FC – You know, I'm, I'm still going to call them that just like how I texted you. I don't care if they're playing within the five boroughs and being able to use the, you know, the train system in order to be able to, you know, get to the game with, with me again, my skepticism is, is not just the fact that the tickets are still available for rebel arena, but then we're, we're also talking about where no, no big outlets, uh, you know, have, have reported this now, uh, obviously he's 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 involved very closely in terms of what's going on with nycfc so you know he has sources and he believes in his sources and and i believe that if he's done the legwork then for sure we're going to be able to see that the fruits of his labor are essentially going to lead to city field um you know it sucks like you said city field they have a lot more success you know some of the stats that uh you know that you and i were talking about earlier this week i mean we're talking about the, the success that they have in, in one stadium over the other is just astronomical.
0: They you haven't know? lost in Citi Field outside of one game. I mean, I, I think they've only played maybe – it's less than 10 games. I want to say like yeah. seven or eight. But they've only lost once in Citi Field. It was the only time that they played a playoff game there, they lost it. So I guess yeah. that bad juju from Citi Field and the Mets, it's always sucking in October. Maybe that rubs <laughs> off on them. So yeah. maybe that's something – a positive – but, I mean, I was a lot more comfortable with the thought of playing in New Jersey at Red Bulls Arena for a, oh, yeah. a multitude of reasons. One, because it's a real soccer field. Two, because I know he said that the fans would have traveled anyway, but I don't think that it would have been as much – the representation of the fan base wouldn't have been as high as it's going to be in City Field because there's oh, yeah. no public transportation that gets you there. Yeah, It's on a Monday, a workday at 7 o'clock, like – I know he, he says that they would have still been well represented, but nowhere near what they're going to have now here in City Field. So I thought that that was a perfect scenario for us. And now that, unfortunately, we have to go back from a regular soccer field to another baseball field, like you said, and yeah. on top of that, That's in the five boroughs in Queens where everybody can get there with uh, one or two switches of a train. Like, it, it's unfortunate for us because we had what I want to say, I think in some aspects an
1: advantage and now we're at a crazy disadvantage, I think. Well, and look, I looked it up on Google. It's a 10-minute extra drive, okay? On Google, if you're driving, you're taking 9, 10 more minutes to get to other states.
0: What you now, have to understand, Chris, is that people don't drive in New York.
1: I know, I know. I and, I and I get that. And I totally understand that. And look, God bless them because they are lucky as hell because their record at Red Bull Arena, I mean, they've... Played four games this year, counting the CONCACAF game uh, against the Seattle Sounders earlier this year in April. Four games in total. Their average attendance was 9,061 versus 16,000 at City Field. The average goals was 1.25 versus 1.75 at City Field. So, you know, the the success is not good for them for sure.
0: Look. For us, the best scenario was to play in Red Bull Arena. Hands down, there's no absolutely no question about it. But now that we're, I feel like we're both on board. We think it's going to be a city field. It probably gets announced officially tonight or tomorrow. Let's ride with it. So we're going to be a city field, all right? As of right now, let's just ride with that. As far as the game goes, they have a big-time injury with Magno. He got injured against Atlanta on Sunday. He, He is their Tati replacement. When Tati first left, that offense took a dip and Magno was the one that they were leaning on, and he's finally come to life. But without him, that offense is, is going to look suspect. Maxi Morales, I, I mean, I, I should have gotten into a deeper a conversation with him about Maxi Morales, but Maxi Morales hasn't been the Maxi Morales all this season. I know he, no, just, he was just injured. He came back. Maybe he's come back to form over the last five games, like you said. But if Maxi Morales isn't 100% and Magno can't go or isn't at 100%, that's a great advantage for us. Now what I nice. want to know is what's the status of Pozuelo? What's the status of Campana? Because we need them on the, in this road game.
1: Well, I mean, look, it's it's been reported that that Posuelo is is going to essentially be guaranteed to start. I mean, he's had okay. two games to sort of get back into shape, uh, you know, get get to to being, you know, uh, feeling comfortable as far as Uh, You know, uh, recovering from his injuries or whatnot. Uh, Campana, I think that I I mean, from from some of the news that I'm reading, it seems as if he's sort of still in limbo. I mean, but this is this is the playoffs. Right. And Phil Neville, you know that he's gung ho guns blazing and he's not going to play that. You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to say my you know, campana. My one of my other well, two remember, highest goals. The world.
0: The remember the World Cup. It, it plays. I, I know we hate to say, it, but because of this yeah. whole Qatar thing, having the World Cup in November instead of the summer, it's going to play a factor. If there's any chance that he feels like he's not 100, percent I don't think he risked it because he's going to want to get ready for the World Cup, and I can't blame him because that's a well, once in a lifetime opportunity.
1: Of course, and but in the last interview that I saw for Phil Neville, he mentioned it. He that he was asked that same question. And he, he 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 faced it directly. He said, I don't think that there's going to be any issues with his involvement in the World Cup. He's going to be in shape by the game starts. You know, obviously, Campana's uh, level of readiness is going to be a little bit more shaky a- in comparison to Pozuelo. But like I said, man, this is round one. This is the playoffs. He's going to start his best players. He's going to get the most goals on the pitch. So I see Campana... And Posuelo getting on the field to make that huge difference. I mean, if there's any time that everybody's got to go guns blazing, it's against NYCFC, and this is where it's got to happen.
0: Well, let's get into the game, right? We're not look. I know Montreal game just happened. It was a rough end to the season, three one, but we're not really going to touch on that because that really doesn't matter. It didn't make a difference. We are seated where we're seated. Like it is what it is. So we're moving on. Correct. Uh, so we got NYCFC on Monday. Rough schedule because I know a lot of us that the, wanted to see if we could possibly fly out the fact that it's on a Monday and you have to miss two work days almost basically canceled at least for me uh, it's no it's not an option anymore yeah so we have this game now usually we always called NYCFC's stadium and Yankee Stadium a sandbox because it's so yes. small compact and going into the time we played them I think it was in July when Posolo had first gotten here we had this issue where we. We're playing up the wings, right? Pissarro had just gotten here. We hadn't changed our yeah. formation or tactics yet. It was early. So we weren't right. We weren't accustomed to working up the middle like we are now. Yeah. So now that we have this compact field, although it's still an advantage for them because they're so accustomed to playing it every home game, I don't think we're at as large of a disadvantage as we at one point were when we would yeah. work build up the wings, and that wasn't an option with that small field. The yeah. dimensions aren't going to be a big as big a factor now because we're accustomed to working up the middle of the field. If we have Bryce Duke and Pozuelo up the middle with Campana going up top,
1: That's gonna we scary. can
0: win those games. We 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 dominate in the middle now. I mean, maybe dominate is, is a bit of a stretch, but we don't we dominate better. We're we're much better <laughs> working up the middle than we were just a couple months ago. Yeah. So I, I don't think when I remember going into that game in Yankee Stadium. I thought that the chances of us, of us winning were very small because of that. But now I feel confident, not only because of the way our team has been performing recently, but because of the way we play. We build up the middle now. So we're not as a, at a disadvantage because we don't even play with wings anymore. So I, I, I feel good. I feel good going into Monday. How do you feel, Chris?
1: Well, I, I definitely feel a lot better because in the beginning, when we got Pozuelo and we played against NYCFC, like, like I said, it was early. So Mm -hmm. we're starting to gel the offense together now that the offense has taken form, has, has taken the shape that, you know, the idea behind obtaining Pozuelo, you know, we're talking about a completely different face. We're talking about a completely different approach offensively. Um, uh, in my opinion, I feel like uh, with the implementation of the way that we've been playing offense, I think that it's going to favor us in a small field because we've been getting so much better with working the ball in the middle. And,
0: my, what is your what starting eleven are you hoping to see on Monday?
1: Well, I mean, look, my starting eleven uh, in terms of in terms of who's going to be starting. I mean, obviously, Pozuelo, Um it's going to be starting, uh, you know, you got uh, Iguain, you got uh, you got Campana. What I'm hoping is that, listen, to me, as long as they squeeze Duke in into the starting lineup and get as much talent right there in the midfield, to me, that would be the icing on the cake. I mean, you know, Taylor. You need
0: the playmakers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and Taylor made a huge difference in the last game. Vasilev played a very good game. Uh, um, Vasilev better not
0: start. I'm going to be so upset if I see Vasilev well, in the starting lineup.
1: And and one thing I'll give credit to him for is that his appearances have been uh, you know, better and better each game. He's been better defensively in the last couple games that he's played. So you could tell that he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's playing more aggressively. He's trying to get on the ball more. So that's one thing that I'll give Vasilev credit for. But in terms of the starting lineup, I do want to see Bryce Duke in the starting lineup over Vasilev. And I feel like Vasilev, look, Vasilev to me is always a spark plug off the bench. Now, I don't know if he feels comfortable hearing that or not, but I know that from what I've seen, and again, I'm just a viewer, I'm not a, a, a professional soccer player, but just from what I've seen, he is a spark plug on offense. So. I, I would look forward to seeing him come off the bench at around the 70th minute, 65th minute and making a difference at the end of the game. Same thing with, uh, you know, Lassiter. I mean, unfortunately, and I'm a big component. I'm i I'm, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, a fan of last advocate. Yeah. I'm a big advocate for Lassiter, but I don't know if he's going to be able to squeeze into the starting lineup. I'd love for that to happen. But again, you know, uh, my concern is how are we going to be defensively last game? Was a pretty tough watch to see our defensive line take those, you know, three goals. That was a rough watch, and and we were in But those, those first
0: two, those first two were just mental mistakes yes, by, by Drake, and it was just it was just unfortunate. And once those yes. two came, it, it felt like everything went to hell. I honestly think, and again, I don't want to get too into the Montreal game, but I yeah. really think. When you have such an emotional large victory just a few days before against Orlando, yeah. it's almost like you come oh. in and it, it, it's a dip. Like you, you don't feel yes, the same is. emotion. You're not, you're not uh, revved up like you were on Wednesday. It's almost impossible to get to that level, unfortunately. So, and you already had the spot clinched. Do I? I think that that's what they came in and, and they were like, "I don't care." No, that's not what I think. But no I don't way. think emotionally they were where they were on Wednesday. Yeah. But. For the first playoff game, they will be. I have no doubt about that. And as far oh, as the yeah. starting 11 goes, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, obviously, Drake, Calendar in the back. You're going to get yeah. your normal four in the back, right? You're going to get um, uh, Low, maybe Mabika. He's been playing a lot. Yerlin yeah. and McVeigh out on the on left back and right back. Now, Mota, I think, is going to be key in this game. Yes. Because, again, we can't work out wide because the dimensions being so small. So, I think Mota, he is such a good outlet. For low and Mabika constantly, the way he comes back to receive that ball and he builds up the plays from the back. I, I, Mota is crucial. I hope they come out in the diamond where Mota is the holding midfielder, Gregory and uh and Bryce Duke are the left and right mids, and then you have Pozuelo up top as the camp. When you have that diamond and then you have Campana and Iguain, obviously assuming that everybody's going to be back and healthy, I think we have a great chance to win this team. Yes, in that formation. I I I don't see us losing, and I know that we're not a great road team. I know that NYCFC is a good team, the defending champs, but I, I'm I don't think
1: Ewine Swan Song is done just quite yet. And and you know how good would it feel to play NYCFC in the field that they chose essentially? Because let me tell you something: the fix is in. Hashtag the fix is in to me. Okay, <laughs> MLS. Has got something brewing in the <laughs> background because they got they want more money, they're terrible at scheduling. I mean, Phil Neville, bless his heart for how outspoken he is. Because, geez, Louise, it, this is terrible.
0: <coughs> well, Jorge Mas came out and said that there's no way we're moving this from a fo- uh, from a soccer or a football pitch, a soccer pitch to, to a baseball. baseball. A crappy and and so, I thought that when Jorge Mas came out and made those statements. That yeah. they would carry more weight. And I didn't think that they were going to move it because he yeah. came out and said that. I thought he put his foot down. He's like, nah, you can't do that to us in such short notice. But apparently they did. Now, if the game's played in Red Bull Arena, I feel even better about us winning. Yeah. But regardless, I think we're going to move on to the second round. And it's going to hurt me to say this, but I need Orlando to win. Yeah, yeah i'm i'm rooting for orlando to beat montreal because if we win on monday like i suspect we will and then orlando does their part and they win then we got a home game baby. look we get a we get a home game against yeah. orlando we get to thrash orlando again on the way to the eastern conference finals that sounds like music to my
1: ears yeah, that, that's essentially what every single fan for Inter-Miami is looking forward to. And like I was saying before, I essentially got cut off by my caveman internet. The, beautiful, <laughs> the beauty of being able to beat NYCFC in their crappy park in Queens, and then to be able to come back home, hopefully with Orlando winning, facing them in dry pink. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that would be just beautiful. And Phil Neville would essentially get what he asked for, which was a playoff home game. So mm-hmm. if there's any sort of encouragement that the team needs is let's give Phil what he asked for. Let's give him that playoff game. And the first step to giving him that playoff game is beating NYCFC and Queens and then coming back to drive pink and hopefully playing Orlando. All right. So let's just end it here. Give me your prediction. What's the final score, Chris? It's weird because if it's going to be a smaller pitch, I don't know whether that's going to mean more goals or less goals. A lot of, a lot more condensed soccer, right? Uh, I can go either way in this case, but I feel comfortable. NYCFC
0: has one of the best defenses in the league, I believe. So I,
1: I feel comfortable with unleashing uh, a two-one, a two-one two, spread with Inter Miami, of course, being favored in that, uh, winning the game uh, again two to one. I, I feel comfortable with that score.
0: Well, I take it back. I thought the defense was a lot better. They're a lot closer to the middle of the pack. But, um, I again, I feel like, you know, John Elway, the way he won that Super Bowl on the way out. Ray Lewis announced his retirement. He won that Super Bowl on the way out. I yeah. feel like it's it's like it's like it's, it's almost meant to be. Maybe not a championship, but I don't think we're going to get a first-round exit. I just feel like we need that one home game. I think we're going to – beat nycfc i think orlando will somehow manage to get some disney magic going over there in canada and win that game and come over and we're gonna get eyeline at home one more time that's what i'm hoping that's what i think is gonna happen i think we beat nycfc two to zero and i I think we i think we take it I, i i really i feel like i feel like we're gonna be talking about round two next week
1: yeah, no, and I feel I feel the same way. I completely agree with you. But now what, what's the score? What do you think the scoreline is going to be? 2-0. Two 2-0. Zero. Two zero. So 2-0 skunk. We take That's the dub it. and we That's drive it. back down to South Florida.
0: And then and Jordan asked for the smoke, so I'll be hitting him up on Twitter after this.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. We're, we're going to give him all that smoke, okay? <laughs> the, what he doesn't understand is we don't play games down here in the MIA, <laughs> boy. All right, so – do you have anything else Chris? No man. Uh, I can't wait to watch this crappy game against the Tri-State FC. I mean this game is going to be awesome against a crappy team and a crappy park in Queens. These are
0: defending champs. I would I wouldn't call them a crappy team. They're the defending champs.
1: Whatever.
0: But Get uh, here. Again. that was
1: yesterday's prices. It's today's prices, <laughs> right? Just like how we thought that the end of the season if we didn't make the playoffs if we made the playoffs it's like okay, we got better. But just like you said yesterday's prices and today's prices so NYCFC, we're playing with house money
0: all the pressures on them we're playing with house money
1: listen these guys nycfc they're trying to look for an alleyway to play the soccer game in. come on <laughs> give me a freaking break should have played in central park if you want it in the city take that a train to central park and there will be yeah, no that, problems
0: that would that wouldn't a bit of a bad look a little bit interesting all right well that thank would. you again for jordan griffith for joining And we'll catch you guys next time, hopefully celebrating a a round one victory and getting ready for round two.